Ayo, ayo. We are live. We are live recording again. Welcome back to your Everyday Rich podcast. Episode, Episode three. three. Yay. Oh, yay. We made it to number three. Number three, jeez. Yeah. So today's episode, what are we talking about? Well, not even going to, no pleasantries? No, nope. uh, just write it straight to business, huh? That's right. That's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about today, okay, but the topic today is living below your means. And I think no matter who you are, where you come from, I, that is a thing. It's always been a thing. And a struggle for and a, a lot struggle of, for a for lot, lot of people. people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I think before we get started, like, here, here's the thing, right? Like, even before we were thinking about this idea, do we talk about living below your means? It sounds, sounds really rudimentary basic basic but the reality is that like it is hard to live below your means for a lot of people regardless of your income level i think um, everyone's yeah i think everyone struggles with it regardless whether of regardless how much money you make i think even people who are you know making more money still struggle with living below their means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, we, we want to touch base on like kind of why we think that is just from our observations, talking to people, our own experience, uh, hearing from our friends, our relatives, our own parents, mm-hmm. um, it, and, and try to uncover this, right. To, to really, if you struggle with living below your means or the concept of living below your means is still a bit foggy, like you've heard of it, but you're not like really sure, like what, what does that even mean? Today, we want to unpack that. Like we want to unravel that so that you could take away basically like if you are struggling with this or you want to, as part of taking control of your journey, this is going to be something that you want to tuning on right so um shout out to none of our sponsors because we don't have any sponsors but uh, hey if you want to sponsor if us, you want to sponsor us hey reach out <laughs> <laughs> um so living below your means yeah why why do you think people struggle with that why <clears throat> all right well I think people struggle living below your means. Cultural pressures. There are so many pressures from society and media. Holy shit, like celebrities. Like, who did we look up to when we were younger before social media? Like, we looked at advertisements, TV shows, movies, magazines. Like, Bop magazines. Bop? What the hell's Bop? Did you not know, like, Bop magazines... Uh... Celebrity magazines, but it's like teen, teenage. Well, where they like talk about Backstreet Boys and Hanson and Spice Girls and. Oh, jeez. Mbop. Hey, listen, I was a guy, so the only magazines that we looked at did not talk about those kind of things. They had articles, but a lot of pictures. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like 
celebrity lifestyle. You look at celebrities because that's like the definition of success, right? You didn't look at business people. Like, did you look at Warren Buffett like back in the day? Like you knew about Warren Buffett, but you're like, I don't want to live like him. I want to live like a celebrity. I want to live like an athlete, right? That's right. Like a rock star. And how do they live? Like they live like rock stars. They live very lavishly. Lavish lives. And that puts so much pressure and it push, it puts, okay, the pressure is built based on your un, the unconscious bias that's developed, right? And if you go back to episode number two, we talked about money scripts, right? A lot of the, those. Uh, money buys you happiness. Yeah, right. And when that's constantly portrayed in media that look at all those uh, uh, luxury brand cars. Well, not the luxury, I'm going to say like. Um, mid to uh, ups- like higher end brands like a BMW or Mercedes, right? Mm-hmm. Like those are advertised to a very specific lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. It's a and, status. Yeah, it's a status. It's all status symbol. And you know, it's funny. Like I, uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little story. So the first time I ever went to Hong Kong, and this was something I wasn't really aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, in Canada, we are. You know, when we were growing up, we didn't have nice cars. Like, geez, Jen, you drove the infamous Panda. In 1988, my parents. Black and well, white. It, was my, it was my car. It was my parents' car. It's a Toyota Camry, 1988 Toyota Camry. <laughs> Black and white Panda. And my friend had the same car as yours, like the Panda. Mm-hmm. We had a 1993 uh, Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Before that was like an old Mazda 3, 1985 or something, Mazda 3. Like, anyways, this whole thing about when I went to Hong Kong, I, I, I went there and I was walking around and I was, I was still a early teen. And I'm like, damn, there's a lot of Mercedes Benz and BMWs everywhere. Like everywhere. Alfa Every- Romeos, like all Alfa Romeos, like. Yep. All these high-end cars. And they're driving them everywhere. I was like, what the hell? And I asked my cousins, I was like, why is everyone driving a Mercedes? It's like, well, that's the culture here, Mm -hmm. right? It's the culture and the expectation that you drive a high-end car. Because if you don't, you're nobody. And it's kind of sad because, you know, that's, that's a society we live in that you are expected to live a certain lifestyle or else like you feel like you haven't made it. But anyways, that goes back to like, that's a big part of living below your means. And, and what causes this? Right. It's a lifestyle that you're chasing for because you're exposed to it, right? Social media. I think the biggest problem right now is social media. Yeah, now it is. Right? Now when it, it is, comes definitely. to living in a nice house. Oh my God, the, like, the amount of shows <laughs> on TV now, HGTV, all the shows that have these amazing renovations gives a perception that your house needs to be a certain way this nice oh geez come on i get it too and i admit to my i i admit like i get fomo too when i see those right like it's it's hard it's everywhere that's why it's so hard and when we when we were growing up like when i was growing up like my parents did not do any renovations other than like uh finish the basement right just fit in because of space like we needed space. Well, actually, we didn't need space, but I mean, it's just oh. one of those things, <laughs> right? Um, but for thirty years, they didn't renovate the house. Like we you changed carpet. Like my parents changed carpet. Why would we change one from one shag carpet to another shag carpet? Well, but it's a cheap, cheap option. 
Well, yeah, and it's not because they, they want. It's not because they wanted to make it look nice, yeah. or they were they were trying to get to a certain level, right? It was because the carpet was dirty. It was yeah. a. Yeah. It, was, it was a fundamental like. <laughs> Need, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, that's the difference, right? They change the carpet because it was getting dirty and they need to replace it and you can't clean it anymore. Yeah. But the thing was that my parents and your parents, to some degree, I think a lot of parents, boomers, we weren't, they weren't exposed to that media. No. They weren't watching HGTV and all these home reno shows. No. They didn't even buy magazines. So the thing is, it's like they didn't have that influence. That's right. Right? We Where, renoed because things were... Broken. Broken or wearing out. Yeah. Not because they're trying to achieve a look. Yep. Right? It's that was the that's how we grew up. Yeah. And I think part of that with that really helped them achieve, I mean, some level of financial success. It maintained a certain lifestyle for them because it wasn't forcing them to continuously increase their lifestyle. Right. Like as you make more money. The natural thing for us to do is spend more money. Because right? you say, oh, I, I can afford it now. I can afford it now, yeah. Oh, I got a 15% raise. I can go spend 15% more or whatever that is, right? Or mm -hmm. X dollar value. But that's called, let me, that's called lifestyle creep. And lifestyle creep is one of the biggest robbers or thefts of wealth building. That's right. Because you're continuously just trying to up yourself every year. It's chasing that dragon, right? So, you know, as as we kind of like go through these milestones, right, in our lives, and we define what our everyday rich, your our everyday rich is, like, we're actually really glad that to some extent, we have not really increased our lifestyle so much to the point where if something happens to our incomes, it would severely impact our ability to live. Because I think our everyday rich is not is not defined by how much money we have. Yeah, which is why, even though, yes, we've, you know, we we've, we've been in our careers for fifteen, 15 years. years. Yeah. So yes, have our salaries increased? Yeah. Yes, of course, right. But the amount of money has never defined our everyday rich. Which is why we've never, we've never really changed our lifestyle. I would say, ever since we started working. Yeah, um, and that's that's something that it's not us like being boastful of anything, right? Like, let me get this straight: we're not being trying to show you that we've made it. God, we're far from it. We're far from it. But from a mindset perspective, right, and a mentality. It's one of those things that I don't know. We we realized earlier on that part of it was through our upbringing, right? Our unconscious yep, money beliefs, right? Uh, frugality, being cheap ass Asians, mm -hmm. uh, which to some degree still exists. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so frugal. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, this cheap frugal, whatever you want to call <laughs> I'm still it. Like, frugal. I'll spend the money on what I enjoy, but you know, I still look for a deal because never pay full price. All right, do not pay full price, no matter That's what. Right. That's right. Anyways, but like, yeah, since we started working, we haven't really changed our lifestyle. Yeah, we've bought a few things um, to treat ourselves, but we haven't started changing our lifestyle to the point where now you look at us, it's like, fuck, Jay, Jen, damn, you rolling in the dough now. Yeah. You know? 
There's we still live in the same house. Still in the same house. That we purchased. That's a whole other story about how we purchased this house. Yeah, yeah. But uh, still hey, the same house. Shout out to real estate because it's been good. Anyways. Yeah. We drive pretty much the same cars for years. Yeah. Our cars are like, what is it? Like seven years old? Pretty much. I think so, yeah. Eight years old. And we'll probably drive it until it breaks down, until it doesn't make sense to like repair, right? Like repair them. But yeah, no, it's I think a big part of it is like we've maintained a certain lifestyle that makes makes it makes it enjoyable, right? Makes it fun. Like we could still have fun. And you don't have to have fun. You don't have to have a lot of money to have fun. Let's just come on. Let's, I think I wanna wanna talk about that, right? Because it's like everyone thinks and associate, oh, you have money then you can have more fun. Yeah, to a degree, like when we talked about it in episode one, money gives you options, but it doesn't make or break how you spend time with your loved ones, mm -hmm. with your friends, etc. Like some of the best times I had were in the <laughs> most ghetto situations or just hanging out, do nothing. That's right. Or having, even with great, our, having great conversations. Yeah, even with our friends or, or ourselves. But like, you know, you might be asking like, what does living below your means even mean? Right. And you might be saying, what do you mean? I, I, I live well below my means, you know, I, but I think you should ask yourself objectively, do you actually live below your means? Well, I think the first part is understanding what you're spending money on. Well, yeah, it's, what does it mean though? What does living below your means mean? And like, that's, that's what I'm trying to ask the audience. To me, or, that's don't spend more than you earn. Oh, okay. Is that uh, not what you think? Yeah, no, I think so too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Like that. Make more, spend less. That's right. And stop. Okay. And if end you, of episode. End of episode. That's it. All that's right. It. We're done. <laughs> and I think the second point to that: living below your means and stop. Try to try to stop chasing a lifestyle that you can't get to yet mm -hmm. right i i think that you know it's really important to define the lifestyle you want mm -hmm. but don't get ahead of, don't get ahead of the horse right like find a way to get to that lifestyle don't go and start like living that lifestyle when you're not ready for it yeah and I, i'm gonna say something that's probably gonna rattle rattle a few feathers right like most people that <clears throat> buy designer clothing and drive really, really fancy cars uh, are probably not at a point where they can actually afford it. Designer purses, clothing, cars, jewelry, all that stuff. They are probably more broke than they are wealthy. Yeah. You know, you can come at me as much as you want, but I think that is the truth. Because a lot of people chase a lifestyle. Yeah, right? like, chase a lifestyle. And they're not ready for it. Don't get me wrong. Like you should aim for the stars. Yeah. It, go for it yeah, but man. make sure you have the systems and your finances in place to do so that's right because when it comes down to it if you cannot afford it there's no justification for you to be able to live that because you are why are you even doing it in the first place right what is that what is that lv shirt or gucci purse or whatever like jewelry like what does that define you do you think someone actually looks at you and be like oh they're successful Mm -hmm. Yeah, get out of here. 
like well society does that's and that's the I, problem I think society right? is and that's the problem right like the society defines how successful you are based on a type of lifestyle that you show that you are living yeah right and that's the root of the problem yeah and, and as a person who is who is looking you know scrolling through the social media and looking at these other people it's like oh right like i want to be like i want to look like that person too yeah right and that's a problem whether you're ready for it or not you go ahead and do it mm -hmm. and that's what holds you back right <sighs> and that that's when you don't live below your means right yeah and, and and it hinders you in your financial success yeah absolutely it's it, it it's a big piece if you're spending more than you earn then obviously you've already put yourself behind the eight ball right mm -hmm. because you're constantly owing you constantly can never increase to make that that difference between earned income versus expenses you'll never be able to make that bigger because you're always draining your bank account more than you're actually putting more money in it yeah. Right. So, I mean, like now that we, okay. So like, that's kind of what living below your means is and what society does to it. And, you know, now that you kind of understand our, you know, what we've, we're trying to talk about here is like, all right, well, so how, how the do hell do you live below your means and ask yourself, right? Like you might not be like, oh shit, I don't even know how to do that. I think the first thing you got to do is track what you're spending stuff on, right? It's, it's an easy task, but it is, it can be daunting and it could, and it's, it's scary. I think the first time like we started tracking our expenses, yeah. um, it's scary because sometimes you don't even want to know how much you spend money on a certain thing. It's like, how many times have you said, oh my God, I don't even want to know how much I spent. Well, or, how many times have you heard at Christmas time? Or if you go on a vacation, you're like, man, I don't even want to see the visa bill after this. Yeah. I don't want to see the credit card bill. After and that this. might be just a saying. Yeah. But there is truth behind that. Absolutely. Saying. There's truth behind that. I say that sometimes too. And there's truth to when I say it because I am legitimately fearful. Like, yep. how much money did I spend on groceries last week? Oh my gosh. Right? So, like, yeah. I say that just, you know, out of a conversation. I say that like ha while having a conversation. But there is a truth to that. Because, like, I don't want to know how much I spend on groceries, right? Hey, groceries are expensive now. So, I mean, that's the thing where it it's daunting because of the fact that money is always a sensitive topic, mm -hmm. right? And when we see that we spent so much, it gets us into a state of mind of anxiety, like, oh, crap. Yeah. I'm scared now that I have to pay that all back. That's right. Or what do I have to do to pay that back? Maybe I owe more, right? Mm -hmm. And that cycle, that vicious cycle continues. To the point where you don't want to. Can, yeah. Right? So then you stop tracking, then you like, forget it, I'm not doing it. And yeah. that's, and then when you ask, how do you live below your means if you don't really know how much you're spending versus how much you're earning, you'll never be able to live below your means. That's the, so that's the first step, right? So first step that you need to do uh, that, we would suggest is like the house, right? Track, mm -hmm. just track. Like, it doesn't have to be fancy. Like, Do if you're an Excel sheet, <laughs> Google sheet. All right. So literally you could just 
One side is you go to your credit card statement and you can download it as a CVS or what's CSV. It? CSV. See, Excel queen. Me, not so much. <laughs> Grunt. Okay. Just see what is spent and see what is, uh, I guess, coming in as, as income. So it, it literally is, you can look at, put all the negative numbers on one side and all the positive numbers on another side. That's right. And add that up. Yeah. You should have a positive number at the end of that. And what happens if you don't? And if you don't, okay, well, that's the next thing that we'll talk about. Um, so, it, and there's tools too, right? So let, let's, let's be real. Like there are a lot of cool tools and apps that you can use. Mm -hmm. So this is not paid or anything like that, but. I was a big proponent uh, of mint.com, right? Was we still use it? Yeah, we still though. use it. I mean, that's the first tool we use because it was free. God, I'm not paying for that. And I hated Excel, so I wasn't going to track that manually. So I started out with mint.com back in the days where like out of university when it was mm -hmm. free, it just got issued. So it still a, is free. It's still free. It's a cool tool that literally connects your, your accounts, your credit cards, your banks, bank statements, and just pulls it all in. And it categorizes it for you. Yeah. And there's other apps too that you can download that does the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of that is so that you could figure out, okay, like, oh shit, I spent a hundred dollars on Starbucks or I spent. The worst is Amazon actually. Yeah. Amazon is, if I were to share, that's probably the, the worst spending habit Jason and I have is Amazon. They make, yeah. and they purposely make, and this is the problem with, with the side too. They yeah. make it incredibly easy convenient incredibly easy how many times have you scrolled through amazon you're looking for a specific thing right that mm. you need and then you end up oh this looks cool oh this is on sale this is deal of the day have you guys could include deal of the day <laughs> oh hey this is like costco and this, this is, is exactly like costco yeah it's a real thing like everybody has this problem we're spending things that you probably may not be able to, it just, don't need to spend it on. so you're subconsciously right yeah. so it's i don't think we have a spending problem is that you sub you just don't realize how quickly it adds up yeah. right because the convenience factor of amazon right amazing business by the way amzn is the stock ticker for amazon okay so <laughs> uh like it makes it's so easy to just buy yeah and that's why it also makes it uh, hard to control when you don't track it. Mm -hmm. So when we actually looked and pulled up our bill, we're like, oh man, what did we, how did this all add up? Because it's 50 bucks, it's 40 bucks, 30 yeah. bucks, $70. And it all adds up, right? Yeah. The, the small spends that you get here and there don't feel like a lot until obviously they all add up. That's right. And that's just like the compounding effect of anything, mm -hmm. right? Your health, mm -hmm. everything. Like, and that's why tracking is so important Yep. because once you realize, and once we even uh, Amazon example, once we realize like, how did we spend that much on Amazon last month? Then you, your, your next month, you'll be much more conscious yeah. about it. Right. Cause you, now, you know, all those little purchases and all those deal of the days that you've purchased have added up to a, a significant amount that maybe is not required. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so tracking is, I think, they're probably the first step yep. Absolute you, have, first step. you have to do, regardless of how scary that might be, that you have to do to be able to live below your means. And let me preface that with no matter what 
your income level is, whether you're making minimum wage, you're scrapping by, or you are a high income earner, 1%, you still need to do it. You still need to do it. And it's so much easy. It's so much more easier to say, I don't need to track it when you're actually at a higher income level. Isn't the thing is, it's not how much you earn. It's how much you keep. It's how much you keep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And probably a lot of high income, high income earners are probably not doing as well as you think compared to a lower income earner because they probably spend more money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You'll, you'll hear a lot of stories about like six figure earners living month to month. Why is that? Well, because they're, they're the not, ones that they're not living below their means. Not living below their means. They're the That's ones it. that are buying the the brand new car and financing that on ridiculous terms when they didn't have to do that, or they're dining out at really nice restaurants all the time. They're, anyways, they're spending too much money, right? Because they believe I have all this money coming in, I can spend it, mm -hmm. right? So, so after you budget. Or now you budget. Track. Sorry. After now, you track. Now we've tracked. Then what do we do next? Well, I think I think it would be I think what you could do is also rank the importance of mm -hmm. your tracked items now. So objectively look at like, okay, this is what I spent. Let's rank them, right? So one to five, one to ten, whatever scale you want to create, but it shouldn't be a feeling. It it needs to be quantitative, mm -hmm. right? Um that you put a number to it or some value, like does it bring you happiness or does it add value to your life? Mm -hmm. Perfect example is uh, Disney Plus. Okay, shout out to Disney, great company. DIS is also the uh, stock ticker. <laughs> um, but Disney Plus, like you, you have all these streaming services, they all add up, you know? And, you know, I'm, uh, do we need Disney Plus? You watch no, it. We don't need it. You don't need it. So it's definitely nice to have because my kids love Encanto. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's that's why I think Disney's such a great company. But yeah. anyways, that's another story. But okay, eating out. So rank that, right? Is that important to you, like eating out or buying clothes, right? Like when we were when we just started working back in the day, we had a clothing budget. We did. We actually had a clothing. We budget. We had a clothing budget. Huh? How 100%. ridiculous was that? But like at that point. That's where our focus was. Like it's like, well, we gotta have some clothes to it, go to work. Go to work. Go out. Like, yep. Hey, we enjoyed our life, right? And I don't care to all the people that say, you know, like it's like grind nonstop in your twenties, right? Which I think, in retrospect, there's there's obviously a lot of value to do that. But like that's that's what made us happy, right? Mm -hmm. And we have so much life experience from that. I can tell mm -hmm. you right now, all the ones that are staying in and not doing anything. And anyways, total sidebar, but rank it. Rank what's important to you. Is cable TV important to you? Is what's another example? Like whatever. Restaurants. Restaurants. Big expenses, like think about those big expenses that going out to the bar, going out to the bar. Yep. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, as you go older, those, those expenses change. There's daycare. There's... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You went from single to daycare. Yeah. Daycare, <laughs> summer camp. Oh my God. Summer camp for all you parents. You guys know <sighs> how ridiculous summer camp is now, oh but, God. You, know, but a... you have to rank these things, right? The point is that you have to look at all your 
expenses objectively mm -hmm. and really and you have to really ask yourself does this bring value into your life and it's not hard to track and also rank but it is scary because once you realize you're like holy crap i spent this much but i put a value of that's really low that it's really eye-opening for you right then you actually say oh geez i actually don't right like i probably could cut this out Mm -hmm. and try it for a month right well you have to make a conscious effort to do so right yeah and it's not easy right it's it, no one says this is easy mm -hmm. but if you can look at in a big picture what it can do for you years down the road i can tell you right now it will put you way ahead oh tons huge huge and from a mindset perspective as well right because these are habits that you're developing now yep. right like you know um james clear right here atomic habits like Great talks book. about amazing amazing book. yeah go buy that uh let's see if we could put a referral link here how do we do that down the road anyways amazon associates <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um it talks about one percent better every day and by doing these tiny little steps of like just changing how what what you look at and how you look at it that's a one percent change one percent improvement right a one month one week one month two months three months so it's gonna take a while, but like that's what you got to do. I'll have a good one. Oh, what? Lunches. Oh, Eating yeah. out and lunches. Yeah, yeah. That was a big. I can share. This was a big issue for us too because in the beginning, we used to go out for lunch at work. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Because you're partly because we. Were, I admitted we were lazy. Like we didn't <laughs> want to make lunch. Like. I can fully admit that your coworkers go out for lunch all the time. Yeah, and and you see your coworkers go out for lunch, and you know it's 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 again it's not about in the day we're not trying to like penny pinch yeah, yeah. at this moment, but it's like a mindset yeah. thing, right? It's really objectifying, looking at your expenses and seeing, mm -hmm. do I really need to do that? Yeah, right? yeah, and, and if that kind of rolls over into other things too just one simple thing which is work lunches mm -hmm. yeah it added up sometimes to like hundreds of dollars a month and like is that life-changing it can't for some people it can be like that's yeah if you're only making so much money and you can save a couple hundred bucks that's that's big difference right mm -hmm. but same thing it's like it's compounding because if this is just one habit one spending habit that you have that could cascade into so many different categories. That's right. Right. It rolls over. That yeah, mindset rolls exactly. over into the next, into the next, into the next. And yeah. that's like we're trying to that's the message that we're trying to to relay here. It's not about penny pinching every single item you have on the list, right? Yeah. It's it's a mindset shift. If you want to go buy your Starbucks, go buy your fucking Starbucks, okay? Yep. You're not going to be able to get wealthy by saving Starbucks. All right. Like that's straight up with you right now. Like you want avocado toast, go get, eat your avocado toast. All right. It's the big things that roll that add up. Right. And it's as you get down the path, like those things become exponentially larger, mm -hmm. right? Because when you add a zero to things, another zero, that's when the real shit happens. And that's, it all starts with that, that understanding, right? How to start base level tracking, understanding, and then implementing that into a lot of aspects of your life of the financial journey.
I don't know why I was doing that. Like I felt like doing like Tai Chi or something. <laughs> it's like, hey, <laughs> um, that's pretty much it, guys. Um, Message: Live below your means. Don't buy stupid shit before you can actually afford it. Stop trying to impress people. The only people you need to impress is yourself. Is yourself and maybe your mommy or your daddy. Okay. <laughs> But other than that, avoid those if you can. It's hard. I can tell you right now, it's very hard, but avoid it because this is like step one of being able to like live your everyday rich and really grow that wealth of yours, right? And we'll, we'll talk about another episode about like why we think, you know, this is just one aspect of it. Saving and cutting costs are one aspect. The most, the more important aspect of, of this once you live below your means, then you can compound infinitely how much money you make, right? And we'll go deep dive in that another episode. But you got to start with basics, right? Hundred percent. I start with basics. So, um, if you found value in this, if we raise some uncomfortable topics that you've been meaning to talk about, if we said something to you that opened your eyes. Maybe it didn't. Maybe you just fast forward this. Whatever, comment, leave a comment. Like help help us help us understand what what you guys like hearing. And you know, we we want to spread this message so that you know, that perspective of everyday people gets to more and more people because like we want us to all go down this journey together because it's no fun when you reach a certain place in your life and it's just you that's right right we want all our friends and family to come along we want everyone to come along so yeah spread the message uh follow us on ig your everyday rich your everyday rich and that's it for today i think that's it for today all right signing off see ya